Welcome to Flash Fiction from Giant's Reach by Steve Cook. I listen to a fair amount of podcasts, and one of them is Imaginary Worlds by Eric Malinsky. It's about all sorts of things uh, to do with uh, geekdom and nerddom and, and fantasy and science fiction and all sorts of things like that. And the most recent episode was about food in fiction and the role it plays. And it occurred to me that the world of Giant's Reach has often not had kind of unique foodstuffs. People eat very normal things that you would find in our world. The only time I've really made a distinction is when it's an uplift eating something and they need their regular yellow dust meals to keep themselves sapient. So I wanted to take uh, a flash fiction just to look at uh, look at a meal, a special meal from the point of view of someone who perhaps can't afford food like this all the time, and the reasons behind why they might have really gone for it. Over roast beef. The scent from the roast wafted up, teasing at Kinder's nostrils. He breathed in deeply and smacked his lips. Can we start? His mother shook her head. No, although I don't know how much longer we should wait. Sir Henry should be here by now. No sooner had she spoken than the sound of rapidly padding feet reached their ears. He's here, Kinder whispered. Outside there was a rattle of reins and then the crunch of boots across their gravelled pathway. The boy ran to the door, and, as three knocks sounded, pulled it open. "'Good evening, Sir Henry,' he said, bowing deeply. The man framed in the doorway was broad, mutton chops and close-cropped hair framing a face lined with age and care. He smiled and bowed shallowly back. "'And a good evening to you too, young one.' He ruffled Kinder's hair as he stepped into the small cabin, sweeping his cloak off. His puffed-out trousers rustled slightly as he turned to Kinder's mother, and the gold thread embroidery on his doublet caught the light. And to the lovely Gina, too, of course. Always a pleasure. Kinder shut the door, pretending not to see his mother blush as the noble kissed her hand. Instead, he began to pour wine into the small ceramic cups that only came out on special occasions. Now then, this looks amazing. Sir Henry swept his hand over the spread on the table. As always, Gina, you impress. Well, it's the least we could do, she murmured, for a guest so esteemed. They sat, and Kinder's mother began to carve. I feel I must apologise for my tardiness, Sir Henry said, turning his beaming face on Kinder. But I was leaving the castle, and I realised there was something I absolutely had to bring with me this time. Kinder smiled politely, eyes fixed on the roast. It was a joint of beef, roasted slowly all through the afternoon. His mother had given the beef a thin crust, rubbing some of the herbs from the garden together with some of her precious stock of pepper and salt, and just a little of the fine yellow powder she kept in a little wooden box, way up on the top shelf. He had tried some, of course, when she was out, climbed up and dipped a finger in it. It tasted like burning, and had made him sneeze. The roasted turnips looked golden in the candlelight, the few tiny potatoes glistening nearby. There had been a lucky find, and Kinder looked forward to finding out what they tasted like. The trader, a fox, passing through on his way north, had said they were considered a delicacy in the far south. Beans with a little butter melting on them filled the plate out, together with a piece of bread, crust dark brown and thick, 
for mopping up the gravy. As good as anything my kitchen staff turn out, Sir Henry said, rubbing his hands together. He gestured to them. Please begin. Awkwardly, Kinder picked up the heavy metal cutlery, only switching hands after watching Sir Henry for a moment. He ate in silence for the first few mouthfuls, Sir Henry making small talk with his mother. Kinder tried each of the accompaniments separately, clearing space around the slab of beef on his plate, and only when he could hold off no longer did he cut the smallest piece from it and place it in his mouth. The meat was tender, juices succulent, and he simply held it there for a moment before starting to chew. So, young man, Sir Henry said, and Kinder's jaw froze. Reluctantly, he swallowed. Yes, sir. Growing, uh, growing up well, hmm? Yes, sir. I'd imagine you help your mother out a lot around here, hmm? Man about the house, hmm? Yes, sir. You grow up a little bit more every year. Strong like... like your father. Kinder's eyes widened as Sir Henry continued. I had a chance meeting the other day with him. Your father. My... my father? I, I thought my father was... Kinder looked at his mother, but she was staring into her cup of wine. I thought he was... With the chimera, sir. Yes, yes, I know that's what your mother has always told you, Sir Henry said. And to some extent it's true. He's certainly not the same person he was when they knew each other. He sighed. Look, I know that he wanted to uh, draw a line under your relationship, or lack of one, perhaps. He wanted to make sure you received this when you were grown up, so that you knew he hadn't forgotten you. From inside his doublet, Sir Henry pulled a small purse. It jingled, and he placed it down on the table next to Kinder's plate. The boy put his cutlery down and fumbled with the leather thonging on the purse, and when it finally came undone, a small slew of golden coins spilled out. Now then, that's your father's way of easing your passage through life. Kinder shook his head, all thoughts of finishing his roast forgotten. He could buy a dozen roasts, roasts every day for weeks and weeks. Can I meet him? Sir Henry shook his head. I'm afraid not. He wants to, you understand, but uh, he's not in a position where he can, at least not now. But he wanted to wish you well in your life, and he apologises for not being there. The big man nodded once, then abruptly slapped his thighs. Well, I must be going. Kinder looked from the pile of coins in front of him to the mostly unfinished plate of food in front of the noble. Sir Henry was already up, gathering his cloak and heading for the door. I'll see you out, his mother said firmly. Kinder, you wait here. As he stared at the pile of coins, Kinder tried not to listen to the hissed argument going on outside, and only when the padding of feet heralded Sir Henry's departure did he sweep the gold coins back into the purse and put it to one side. Sir Henry, he said as his mother closed the door behind herself. He's... he's my father, isn't he? That's why he visits each year. That's why... all this... He gestured to the meal, the pouch, the unfinished food. His mother sat down, and he realised that she was caught between anger and sadness. Finish your meal, Kinder. Don't let it go to waste. Don't let anything in this life go to waste. He opened his mouth to argue, then caught his mother's eye. He picked up the cutlery and began to eat his meat, almost cold now and tasteless. You've been listening to Flash Fiction written for my Patreon, Giant's Reach. If you'd like to become a supporter, go to patreon.com forward slash Giant's Reach, where you can find more fiction just like this, 